And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winged Octopus podcast here. We're, we, uh, we were away for a while, but we are now back, and hopefully we're going to be doing uh, one to two episodes uh, every month during the summer. You know, I know it'll pick up a little bit as we go on here with the free agency and the NHL draft and everything, but how is everybody doing tonight? Tess, how are you doing in Michigan tonight? I'm wonderful. I'm not freezing like I was 24 hours ago, and tomorrow I'll be sweating. It's just great to live in Michigan, all four seasons and three days. It's wonderful. I would say Massachusetts is just about the same way, except that it's <laughs> 90 degrees again today, but um, we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> Tanner, how are you doing down in the Carolinas? Can't remember which one. It's Ever. good. North, North Carolina at the moment. Uh, North Carolina weather's just as bipolar, so um, – but <laughs> – We've been getting a bunch of thunderstorms lately, but uh, hopefully the sun comes out soon. So, and that's that's awesome. I mean, the, the weather down there is very bipolar. I've, I've, I've actually All vacationed the down there a bunch of times. Um, but anyways, we're going to get into hockey. A lot has happened over the last, you know, while that we haven't talked for. We haven't talked for a while, so a lot has happened. You know, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup for the second time in a row. Mm-hmm. Boo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's not talk about it. But we do topic. have some positive news regarding the uh, the baby wings, the Griffins. They uh, they won the Calder Cup. They beat the uh, Syracuse Crunch four to three on a Marty Furt goal in the third period, um, and basically gave Grand Rapids their second title in the last what five years? I think they won in 2013. So yeah, the last five years, and you know it's been incredible to see that. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi got the MVP. And, uh, you know, it, it gives us a glimmer of hope. So, basically, we're going to get into it. Um, Tanner, what is your thoughts on Grand Rapids winning the Calder Cup? Um, I was happy. Uh, you know, you and I joked around the, the night that they won it. Uh, Dan Cleary is a <laughs> champion again. Uh, <laughs> that, that just – it's like music <laughs> to my ears. Um, no, uh, it, was, it was nice to see uh, some of those guys celebrate. Obviously, I was able to watch from here. Um, they streamed it online at AHL.com. Um, so it was very cool to see the crowd was really into it. The crowd was loud. Um, you know, it, it kind of gives us something to cheer about after dealing with the wings all season, the ups and downs um, of their season. So at least there were some positives uh, to kind of wrap up the uh, the playoff stretch and the regular season. I definitely agree. It also gives, it gives a glimmer of hope, and it also gives um... – you know, a, a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi or a guy like Martin Furk or, you know, any of those guys, um, a, a, another look in training camp and a shot no at making the Red Wings. So, Tess, I'm going to ask you the same thing. What, what were your thoughts on, on them winning the Calder Cup? And, you know, what, what did, does it give you any, any sense of hope uh, for the future? Oh, it made me so happy, you know, in the midst of, you know, the Pittsburgh winning. So, thankfully, yes. the Griffins could make me happy. You know, because they're our little babies. So to see them win and give us all Wings fans that we lost so much over the last year, I was really happy and ecstatic, especially because they beat, you know, Tampa Bay's uh, farm team. Like, the rivalry is still there. So I hope it kind of revs up for the season. And I was really happy to see Tyler Bertuzzi uh, get MVP because I've been pulling for him all season. So I'm really hoping that, like, can lock him in for sure for next season. But time only tells. So, But I was really happy to see him win along with the rest of the Griffins. So, yeah. It, it will certainly be interesting to see who, who ends up making the team out of training camp. And I'll just give my quick thoughts on, on, on this situation. 
you know, I think that it, it gives us a glimmer of hope. It also gives us uh, some juice going into the new arena um, with maybe Bertuzzi making the team or maybe Ferk making the team or uh, maybe Svechnikov sneaking in and making the team. Um, Robbie Russo, obviously, is probably going to have a good shot at making the Red Wings, uh, especially he played well. Um, and then, basically, I would just say that Jared Coro went 15-4 and in a regular season for the Griffins. And, you know, that that's that's really good to see, especially uh, since the, the goaltending situation for the Red Wings doesn't look bleak, but, it, it you know, it's very uncertain. Um, and we'll get into that with the next subject here. Um, but quickly, I just want to let you guys know the NHL Awards is going on right now. Okay. And um, Connor McDavid actually just won the Ted Lindsay Award, which is the NHL's most outstanding player as chosen by the NHLPA. Uh, so I just we don't have to weigh into that. I just want to kind of throw that out there. We'll kind of kind of move. Yeah, uh, we'll kind of move over towards uh, today's other news with uh, Las Vegas um, actually picking their players in the expansion draft today. Um, so I kind of wanted to get everybody's opinion on that reaction. The uh, Las Vegas did go ahead and select Thomas Nosek uh, from Detroit. Um, so I wanted to get your guys' kind of reaction, um, what you thought about um, Nosek being taken by Las Vegas. But were you also surprised that um, Mrazek wasn't protected when they released that protected list the other day? Or were you surprised that he wasn't even taken? Uh, Tess, we'll start with you. Um, when I saw, like, on Twitter, everyone was, like, blowing up, like, oh, no, sick. I honestly forgot he, he was around, <laughs> so I kind of felt bad, but it's, like, is Vegas being sneaky? Like, I don't know who's the winner or loser here, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> and then, when my reaction to Mrazek, um, I've said it previous po- in previous podcasts, like, with the whole goalie thing, I did not care. I feel like whoever we stick with, I think we'll deal with it. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I, I don't know. Everyone was still like kind of going crazy about it. Everyone's like butthurt. I'm just like, whatever's going to make this team better because I don't want to be losers forever. Were you and surprised that life. somebody was protected? Uh, yeah, um, Nick Jensen. I saw okay. his name and I was like, oh, forgot about him. But I mean, that kind of proved to me that like he did good because Ken Holland wants to keep him. And if he's a good defenseman, I'm all about good defense because we don't have any. <laughs> so that was like a pleasant surprise. I mean, I really wasn't thrilled to see a few of, like, the, you know, Michigan guys on there because the loyalty whole thing, that's a whole nother story. But to see Jensen on there, I'm like, okay, he, like, earned his spot. So good for him. Tyler, I know you're kind of split on the goalie situation in Detroit. Uh, What did you think about Las Vegas either not taking Mrazic or him uh, being left open to be taken and then uh, Nosek uh, ultimately being selected by them? Well, I'll go with Nosek just because that's the way you you asked it the first time. Um, so Nosik, you know, he, he had 51 games played. He had 41 points uh, for the Griffins. He played 11 games with the Wings, only had a, only had a goal. Uh, and it's, there you had a goal. And, uh, you know, when he played with the Wings, you know, he's six foot three, about 210. Um, and he was pretty physical. He was, he, was, he was pretty good. And I do remember a few years back they needed him. I, I believe he played five or six games, and he didn't have any points. But he was, he was a big presence, but you could tell he was raw. The time that he came up this year, it looked like he was ready. And that kind of scares me a little bit. But you know what? At least they didn't take a guy like Xavier Ouellette, who was also unprotected. And at least they didn't take a guy uh, like Peter Mrazek, who is future goaltender, which I, I don't know if I buy uh, 100%. 
Um, but just my thoughts on the Morazic situation, I would just say that uh, it's a wake-up call for him. Uh, he better get his head out of his ass pretty much. And, uh, you know, basically at the end of the day, it, it, I think Ken Holland knew that Vegas wasn't going to take him. There was probably some kind of a mutual understanding between, imagine. George, yeah. between George McPhee and, um, and Ken Holland. And basically, he just said, "Hey, look, don't take this guy. You guys can have no sick, but we're gonna we're gonna expose Mrazek. Don't take him." And I'm sure they tried to negotiate something. And McPhee was probably like, "Okay, you know what? Just relax. We're not gonna take him. We don't need a goalie. We're taking Flurry anyways, or whoever they're gonna end up taking." Um, but basically, my thoughts is it, basically, if if they were gonna expose him um, in the in the act of you know having him get claimed by Vegas, that is stupid. But, you know, since they they seem to know what they're doing, you know what, that, I guess you got to hand it to Ken Holland for that because maybe maybe it does two things. Maybe it scares the crap out of Peter Morazic, like I said, to get his head out of his ass. And number two, it basically, you know, will, will give him a little bit of motivation, hopefully going into this season. Or, you know what, maybe they end up trading him at the draft. Who knows? Uh, did you see anybody who was protected that you were kind of taken back by? Uh, there was a few, actually. Mike Green, what the hell is he doing being protected? Please, please, someone explain to me that one. And then the other one that, that I really didn't understand, I mean, I guess I do understand because, you know, it's – we did just sign him to a seven-year deal. Oh, God, don't um, get me Franz, Franz Nielsen. Oh, I like yeah. Franz Nielsen as a player. I think he's a good I think he's a good player. Uh, but I I also think that, that there was probably some kind of – way that Vegas may have taken that guy because, you know, he is a center and they do have to fill the salary cap. So, so that would have been one that I would have said, you know what? Okay. Maybe Ken Holland just doesn't want to look bad on that contract or maybe he still thinks that he can help the Red Wings, but at 33 years old, he might as well go somewhere and try to win because he ain't going to win here for next, for the next few years. Speaking of bad contracts, what in the hell are they doing protecting Justin Abdelkader? Here we go. <laughs> so, no, seriously, Here we go. You look at, you look at some of these guys that they left unprotected, whether, whether it was Xavier Olette or somebody, some of those other youngsters, whether it was Thomas Nosek, you're going to protect a guy whose contract is probably one of the worst on that team. Let Las Vegas take that contract if they're going to take that contract. Now, and if, you, if you're talking about Morazic, whether they're not protecting him is a, is a wake-up call, it needs to be a wake-up wake up call for Justin Abdelkader. He, he has been terrible. He is supposed to be a leader in that locker room, and he is supposed to be kind of that first guy on the ice that people look to, and he was almost non-existent this last year. Um, just, and, again, that's another one of those bad contracts with Ken Holland. Just to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, and I, I like to do that from time to time. Now, Justin <laughs> Abdelkader did sign that big contract, and I do, I do think they overpaid for them. But you do have to overpay for these players, otherwise they end up going somewhere else. And I know that you don't feel strongly about Justin Abdelkader. He did have a bad year last year, but let's play a little bit of devil devil's advocate. He he was injured a little bit last year, and, and you know the guy that basically got him a lot of the points uh, that he had the previous <laughs> year, Pavel Datsuk, no longer there. So yeah. um, okay. you know he, he really didn't have anyone to play with. So. I mean, I guess the chemistry just wasn't there with Zetterberg or, you know, and there was points and times where he was on the third and fourth lines. So He bounced back and um, forth just with many other guys like yeah, Dylan Larkin bouncing back from a couple lines. So, uh, again, that could be part of it, but it just seemed like that team did not have the legs all year. They did not have the drive all year. Um, when it came to kind of Nosa getting picked, it, it for me it didn't 
mean much for the Wings. If it, if it would have been Morazic, um, like you said, there was probably some behind-the-scenes knowledge um, who Las Vegas was already going to take. Um, but we'll kind of see what happens with Morazic. I've stated before that the Wings may need to make a decision on which goalie um, is going to kind of be their guy moving forward. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of see how that uh, turns now, out. I have a question for both of you guys. This wasn't planned or anything, but it just came <laughs> up, so I, I figured I'd ask you. Do you guys give Holland credit? For what? Uh, for what, the Snowstick Morazic deal? Yeah, I mean, do you give like him for credit for, his... for not protecting Peter Morazic and, and, and maybe George McPhee helped him out a little bit, but do you give him any credit um, for now? If... It looks like you're going to have both of the goalies still here. Um. If it's a wake, if it honestly is a wake up call for Morazic and he gets his shit together and like is you know the goalie that us fans want him to be, I will give Holland credit. Probably the first ounce of credit I will give him in like a handful of years. I think maybe I'm like if he did if that was his turn of thought, maybe he's finally getting fed up with all this shit going on. It's like listen, you all are not invincible here. I don't care if you're young and talented. I don't care if you're old and talented. If you're gonna have a bad attitude, that's gonna affect this locker room. You can leave. Like. You know, you might think you're hot shit, but we don't think you're hot shit. So if that's, like, his, like, mind, like, train of thought, I'm for it. If it works out, awesome. If we get screwed, then it's another thing to add to the list of bad things Holland's done. So. Well, I mean, at least he didn't get claimed, so I guess it can't really that turn is, bad on him. Yeah. So. Tanner, it your thoughts? One of two ways. Well, which one am I starting with first? Um, Do you give Holland any credit? Oh, do I give Holland any credit? Um, I think it's still kind of a wait and see at this point. Um, I think from a lot of people's first reaction is that he kind of um, he kind of just got by this whole process with, uh, you know, Mrazek not getting selected. Like, um, it's just kind of a deep sigh of relief. Um, for me, I think it's still kind of a wait and see because are you still going to trade him? Are you going to get anything back for him if you do try to trade him? Or as we've discussed, if this is his wake-up call, how is he going to perform going into next year? Um, you know, their last few years, they've kind of had this back and forth with Howard and Mrazek not giving a guy enough ample time to kind of protect his net or um, kind of get in a rhythm. So I think that's kind of probably throwing both Howard and Mrazek off a little bit. Um, so I think Howland's okay at this point. I don't think that we can say that um, he's kind of safe or made a good good choice at this point. Um, but, you know, as fans, as you mentioned, you know, we don't know if there's anything behind the scenes that, uh, you know, that we don't know about. Well, I mean, like, like I said before, uh, Craig Custance, you know, he's writing for the, the athletic that just started in Detroit. Check them out. Um, I, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there a little bit. He, he basically said that the Red Wings are, um, and this was in an article about Peter Mrazek specifically, um, and then why they didn't protect him. And basically he said it's just that. It is a wake-up call, and he, doesn't, he didn't think that, that he would be picked up. And he also said that uh, the Red Wings have something that have made them successful over the last um, you know, 25, 26 years. Um, but basically that is the, the accountability. And there was a lot of things. There was actually a particular part of the article that said uh, something like, and I'm paraphrasing here, so so just bear with me. Basically, you know that he he didn't get complacent, but he placed blame elsewhere. Uh, you know when things weren't going right, and you know you know the Red Wings organization. It's bl blame yourselves 
and, and you know, don't blame your teammates because it's on you most of the time when you're not doing well. Um, so um, just, just to throw something out there, guys, and I, I'm going to do this here from time to time because the NHL awards is going on. Uh, Patrice Bergeron just won the Selkie award. I believe it's third. Uh, so that's for the best defensive, uh, fo- what is it? Best defensive forward uh, in the NHL. So um, Pavel Datsuk won that a few times. So I, I guess I'd just throw that out to you guys. Well, okay. Well, on that note, so talking about, you know, the NHL Wars in Vegas, let's move on to these uh, new Adidas jerseys, your reactions. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? Like, I was pretty stoked to see that the Red Wings kept it classy. So, I mean, I mean, I mean that's how I felt. Um, other jerseys I liked, I liked that Colorado kind of brought back, like, throwing it back to old school. Like, yes. my childhood, I feel, is coming back. Yes. I did like Anaheim. I thought it's still, like, a slick, clean look. I was jealous they didn't throw back to the Mighty Ducks because, again, childhood, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I, I'm fe- I feel really bad for Nashville, and they are just basically just covered in mustard now. <laughs> um, and then for uh, Vegas, I uh, – so I'm trying to have it grow on me. I like their gold that they have. It's sparkly. But what are you guys? What are your opinions? I'm curious. You guys feel the same? I, I hate them. I don't. I don't like the majority of them. Adidas has this weird thing with the arm sleeves where they have stripes on everybody's arm sleeves, and it just bothers the hell out of me. But, at but at least they didn't go. I with just noticed stu- that. Yeah. At least they didn't go with the stupid three things that they did for the World Cup of Hockey, like the regular, like you know how Adidas has that on the pants and everything, yeah, yep. the little thing. They had that on the armpits for all the World Cup of Hockey jerseys. And that's fine. They just the ones, the ones that look incredibly awkward are the teams that have like three or four team colors. The ones that between like the Red Wings, the Lightning, and in the Maple Leafs, who kind of have two colors which is red and white or blue and white. It's just kind of simple. It all goes in together. But when you start mashing, like, you know, Vancouver's blue, white, and green, like, and I, I can't, I just can't stand that one. Um, let's see. Uh, just some of the other ones that you just start meshing three or four different colors together don't look good. Heck, Las Vegas's doesn't even look that good. Um, that but, red stripe is still oh, man. me. It's, it's bad. still not rubbing me the right way. I mean, I like the gold color that they have. Like, that's the only thing they got going for that red stripe. It needs to exit stage left because it just looks awkward. But uh, I, I agree. Place. Probably my favorite is probably uh, the Avalanche one because of the nostalgic kick there. Um, I don't mind the Anaheim Ducks uh, one that bad either. Okay, yeah, so, Tyler, what, so, you, what's uh, your opinions? So my thoughts are basically um, the – the, the Minnesota Wild one were my favorite ones. Those were those were mint. Uh, the, the the green with with the with the almost Montreal Canadiens like stripe there. Um, I know it's not cream. It's white, but it's still sweet. Um, and then like the the M on the side, it kind of almost throws back the North Stars. Almost those are sweet. Um, I I really at first I hated the Vegas ones. I really did. And then I believe it was Pete Blackburn. Uh, actually a pretty good Boston, uh, not friend of mine, but uh, I guess, what do they call it? Um, anyways, basically someone I follow on Twitter that I've talked to a bunch of times. And, um, you know, he tweeted out a closer picture of them. And the, the sparkles look cool or whatever you want to call them. And, like, the, the, the actual detail of the jersey looked cool. And I think the white one is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. But the, the one that they have, the, the gray one, I thought it was pretty nice. I mean, at first, like I said, it was awful. But 
that picture that really turned me on. I thought those were pretty sweet. I actually might even buy one to be honest with you. Um, oh. And then okay, real quick. It, so you guys, you guys threw out your favorite ones. I'm gonna take something that one of our fellow members Val and Twitter. She's at NHL Valerie. She did this awesome thing earlier um, with a quote with your with the best and worst. Uh, yep. jerseys that they came out with so i want to forget your favorites i want to hear what you guys think what's the best and what's the worst are we thinking the same thing tyler what the canucks no oh actually no well i i kind of touched on that one earlier the predators man that one's that one's ugh. i i agree i'm That's, sorry they, yeah. i feel bad for, for them i think that, that they got the rotten the colors the as they do I, I i just don't know how you do that with that jersey like it just <laughs> i uh, I don't get it. I'll tell you the worst one that I've seen, and and uh, I don't know if you guys seen it, and and but the the Washington Capitals one is awful. Timu Pulkin is going to the Ve uh, Vegas Golden Knights, by the way. Just letting you know. Interesting. Yeah. So. Ooh, interesting. I didn't really look at the Capitals that much. I. Those are awful. The Capitals the ones are awful. They should have never changed anything, and, and we should have known this as Michigan fans. I, I think we all are here. Um, the University of Michigan, when 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 Adidas took over and changed the jerseys, I almost was ashamed to be a Michigan fan, and I am so glad that Jordan <laughs> Jordan is back with Nike, and and uh, you know there's no more ugly Adidas, and it's like it's like the NHL's settling here, like I don't know. I think it's a move in the right direction for like some change, but we can't like get too greedy. Like the NHL is like, and one of the articles I wrote, we're like the redheaded stepchild compared to all four major sports. So it's like a slow and steady process to like be accepted as like a pro sport. Like at least in the U.S., like no one cares about hockey. Like, but outside of like you're a hockey town, like so Michigan, we're in Minnesota, and Boston. Like you can get behind your hockey teams. Everyone else, like from California or like Florida, believe like, it or hockey. not. Now, believe it or not, here, uh, you know, obviously it's second and third to the baseballs and the footballs and the basketballs of the world. Um, but even in California, I actually played junior hockey, and there was eight kids on my team from California, eight. And, uh, you That's know, impressive. you wouldn't believe how big it actually is in California. And Matt, actually our owner of this podcast slash blog, is, uh, is a very big testament to that. And, um, that is right. I forgot he is from California. It's it's bigger than you think. It really is, as is Florida. But like I said, I mean, it's it's nothing like what the hockey hotbeds are here. You know, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, um, even New York's getting really big into hockey. Um, so, on the, on the topic yeah, of jerseys, nothing compared. Yeah, on the topic of jerseys, uh, do you guys kind of wish that there was a alternate alternate jersey, um, whether it's for the Red Wings or for every team? I wish they would keep like. Cause I remember I was thinking and talking about it last night. Like I know Nashville, they had that third one. It was like blue and silver with like a hint of mustard. So I remember I saw a picture of Carrie Underwood wearing it. And I was like, okay. that would actually be cute. Like I would like maybe wear it. So if they would kept, keep that, it would, I think even out the bad one that they like their home one now. But I mean, I really didn't like Pittsburgh's ice baby blue Jersey. I just was not a fan. So I don't know. I mean, it just depends on how nicely the third jerseys. I wish the Revings would kind of, get one just to shake it up but i think we're just too traditional that we don't like to go that no. way so it would have been nice but i won't lose sleep over it so i think that the red wings uh should and i believe they will get one i think adidas yep. is going to force them to because you know how adidas rolls you know they want to sell as much 
as does you know Nike and all those things. So they will force them to get one at one point. And you I'm think sure they'll go with the black. They'll no. go with the black, or do you think they'll go the camouflage? Because I like those camouflage ones. No, I don't wear. think they'll go either of those. I think they'll do no. something. Uh, with red with some cream or like white with the red stripe with the old English D on it or you know something to that effect. I almost something rather them classic. do like an old winter I'd rather them go back to like an old winter classic jersey because like the ice baby blues for Pittsburgh that's what they were in the first winter classic in 08. Yeah. I think that was cool that they got to wear that and I have the 2014 winter classic that ever jersey in my closet. I would like to see that again because I liked it. It's a really awesome jersey and the that ones they were this and then for the Centennial Classic, my sister got a Larkin one for Christmas, and I loved how they put, I forget which arm it was, but they put all the years of the cups on it in silver. Like, it was just, it looks so, like, just clean and fancy, and I was insanely jealous. So, I like to see that be their alternative. Like, one of those Winter Classic jerseys be their alternative, because I think it'd be awesome. I even think the the 09 one was awesome. The one, the white one with the with the old English D with, like, the stripe on it. The one yeah, they, they played, played Chicago at Wrigley Field, that one was sweet. Both of those were awesome jerseys. We've been lucky to have good Winter Classic jerseys. We or jerseys in general. Yes, we have been very so. Blessed. So here's. <laughs> so I just I didn't get to throw my two cents in about the Red Wings one. I'd like to just do that real quick. The the only thing I will say about the Red Wings jerseys, they're they're obviously the best jerseys in in all sports, in my opinion. Amen. Um, <laughs> and I think a yep, lot of people preach. feel that way. Even people in this uh, this group I'm I'm in on Facebook would say said like the same thing, and they're Chicago fans and you know like Pittsburgh fans. So, um, but basically, <laughs> I, the only thing I would have ever changed about the Red Wings jersey, I don't really like the collar that much. And now I know Adidas kind of does that with their collars with the hockey jerseys, which is fine. Um, but I would have liked to see the tie-downs. I don't know about you guys, but the tie-downs would have been sweet. I remember you mentioning that on Twitter, like, yesterday, and then earlier this morning I did check my jerseys because I swear I have a jersey with the tie-down. It's the 2014 Winter Classic with the tie-down, and it looks pretty um, awesome. So I would just – I fear, like, if it would have made the, like, them look weird because we're not used to it. So, yeah, right. but maybe right. they can do it. Maybe if they have an alternative one, that can be a tie down, like something different and like yeah. make it look, cause it'd be a whole new look. I think we're still like afraid of change. So not so fast. <laughs> I think, the, I think the second Swedish jerseys in, in, in hockey and it probably in all of sports too, the Montreal Canadiens red Jersey, the home one with like the stripe around it, the blue stripe and that, that Jersey is just classic. And then I would have also liked for the Red Wings to do something on the inside back collar. I don't know why they didn't. They should have just put like hockey town or something. A lot of the teams did it. I'm not sure why the Red Wings elected not to do that. Saving space for a Gordy Howe patch, maybe. Hopefully no, I mean have. like on the inside back, like you don't even see it while you're on the ice, but like Vegas put Vegas, the devils put their cup years on there. Um, That's interesting. The Montreal, Montreal they're saying yeah, I'm Montreal French. I can't read French, but I did see someone <laughs> put it. And I was like, well, that because it's something that they use or have in like it's like tradition for them. And I was like, well, that's nice. It would have been nice to you know for us to put Hockey Town or something with meaning. But hockey Town, just... Motor City, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. I mean, something. Pizza, why, why pizza for all I care. Something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. Pizza, pizza. It's good. Um, Get used to it. It's not they're going to start playing when we're going like on a power play or something. Watch. So, <laughs> so it is just to just to announce here. It is official. The uh, the Vegas Golden Knights do take uh, Tomas Nosek from the Red Wings. So that is now official. Ooh. 
Well, now we get to sit around and wait to see what happens. Do you think we trade him? Do you think we keep him? Mrazic? What? Yeah. Do you think Colin will try to trade him? Or I think there's going to be an attempt to trade him, yeah, because that thing came out with Bob Kaser in Grand Rapids during the playoffs. I think that there is an attempt that they they are going to try to trade him. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm sure there's been conversations there, and we'll kind of talk um, in future podcasts, you know, about this offseason once uh, the draft comes up and maybe, you know, free agency hits and that. Um, Be a lot of juicy topics. We hit that, and hopefully we hit our last offseason with Ken Holland. So, For sure. Um, I I guess that's that's where we're going to wrap things up here. I know the uh, the NHL awards is going on. We're not going to really be able to recap that. But we do have someone live tweeting, so if you guys want to take a look and – and, uh, you know, see what's going on. I know you probably won't get this till tomorrow, but, you know, people are live-tweeting this. Um, I, I do want to uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this. I thank you, Tanner and Tess, for coming back on the show. It's always great to have you guys. Um, you know, this, this offseason is going to be interesting. Uh, you guys have a great night. Um, but basically, I just want you guys to shout out your uh, Twitter handles first. Tess, you go first, please. Uh, at TM Dudley XO. And you, Tanner, please. And mine's at the other T Swift. I pondered changing it last night to Steve Eiserman, please come home. <laughs> um, I might do that in the future, but again, and I'm probably going to say this I'll many totally more times. You. Steve Eiserman, if you are listening to this podcast, please come home. Please come home. Please. He's coming home. Please. We He's love coming you. home. We I love you. We love you to be back. Start we praying will, we now. Will. Start talking to Jesus. Jesus. We will put now. a statue outside of Little Caesars Arena. There already needs you. to be a statue. Jesus. I don't yeah, understand what be. they're waiting for. There's a Gordie Howe. Wait for him to come Lindsay. home. There needs Tyler, to be a Steve Eisenman statue. Hell, they finally decided the other day that maybe they need to talk about retiring Sergey Fedorov's number. Like, how is that just coming yeah, out? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a full just, podcast that's about a that. Whole new <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we'll have a full podcast on that one at some point. Um, but so I want to thank you guys for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at what is it? At Mass Wings Fan. You can follow the Wing Whatever Octopus on Twitter at Wing Octopus. <laughs> Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Winged Octopus, and then like us on Facebook as well. I appreciate you guys joining us. Enjoy the NHL Awards. Enjoy the offseason. We will be back as soon as possible. And have a great night, guys. We out. <laughs>